Welcome to Financial Planning Explained. I'm your host, Mike Menninger, Certified Financial Planner, Founder of Menninger & Associates Financial Planner. I am joined here as a co-host with one of my associates, Kyle Ryan, also a Certified Financial Planner. And I am pleased to welcome a guest with whom I just met not too long ago at my office who I think brings an incredible amount of value to seniors. Uh, Rachel Packer, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Rachel, you work for Senior Living Specialist. Do me a favor, tell me a little bit about yourself and your company. Yep, so I am a Senior Living Specialist. At the highest level, what we do is we help individuals and families in to place them in long-term care. And that's anywhere from independent living, assisted personal care, or memory care. Okay. With that said, many of the individuals that we work with, they want to age in place as long as they can. We get that, we support that, we understand that. So we also work with many partners like home care agencies, elder care attorneys, financial planners, um, home helpers, you name it, the gamut, to provide them services during the transition before they're ready to move. Okay. Okay. So I was very impressed by you when you came into our office and immediately halfway through sitting with you, the value that you can bring to us to service our clients and just your approach was phenomenal and immediately said you need to be on my show. Um, the care that you bring is, is phenomenal, but we all know a, a, a real serious problem that we have in our industry is planning for long-term care assisted living because, as we all know, it is extraordinarily expensive and help me with some of the planning on this in that, as you pointed out, everybody wants to go to the last minute in their home and never want to, actually they never want to go to a nursing home. It's just, that's all you ever hear. Mm -hmm. But what do you do when they have waiting lists? So, you know, every situation is different and every community is different when it comes to waiting lists. Let's go back to the planning a little bit. So with the planning, if there's one thing that I can ever urge, at least the children of the parents that I'm talking to is earlier than later, right? 70 years old is too late to put, is to kind of quote unquote, figure out aging in place or your plan for aging, right? I would say, you know, as you are nearing that like 63 to 65 timeframe when you potentially could think about retiring, you know, what is that like what does that look like like getting to retirement you know you kind of have to get your medicare you know all all set up right but as you age like where do you want to age what what do your what does your financial picture look like do you want to age and really sitting down and putting that you know plan in place to say okay i'd like to stay at home as long as long as possible and that means this or hey i want to go to an independent living community because I want to not worry about the housework and the yard work and this, and I want to go socialize in the dining restaurants, and I want to have activities, and I want to go on trips, and I just want to be around like-minded people like me. They say the highest value of individuals of 65 plus is connection. Like right. People are looking for connection. So when it comes to waiting lists, typically where you're going to see longer waiting lists would be in the independent living communities. Oh, really? Typically speaking. Not always. So... I always say, if you don't know, throw your name in the hat, yep. right? Most places will probably require a deposit, but it's usually a non-refundable deposit. And so if you- Non-refundable, you said? I'm sorry, refundable. Refundable, I apologize. okay. Yep. 
So let's say you're 65, but you don't want to go anywhere until 67 or 70. But so, but the community you like could have a three to five year rating list. Just throw your name in there. Yep. And what happens is when your name and number comes up, they'll reach out to you. If you're not ready, okay, you'll you know you'll go back you'll go back onto the list and. You, maybe when you already reach out, they might have a spot for you. You might have to wait a little longer. Yep. But at least you'll be in that waiting pool. So how much roughly is the deposit? It really depends from community to community. Throw numbers at me. 10,000, 50,000, 1,000? It could go maybe anywhere between 10 to 5, you know, depending on the table. Okay, There's, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. no. That's mm -hmm. not bad. So what's preventing me, who recently celebrated the anniversary to their 39th birthday, um, What's preventing me to putting a deposit in on five different facilities because, I mean, other than coming up with 50 grand, okay, mm -hmm. that's preventing me. But I just look at it from the perspective of, I don't know what I want to do five years from now. Mm -hmm. The facility that I may be targeting today may be either my desire today, my uh, goals or uh whatever and the facility changes how they do things and all of a sudden I got a deposit there I don't like that facility anymore or my friends are going over here and I want to go there what's stopping me from putting deposits in and is everybody else doing the same thing well I it's I would say it's not monopoly money right like you mean <laughs> like I don't know it's real money that you're like you're putting put deposits down on so I would be strategic with how much money you actually spend on de putting deposits down we would probably advise our clients to really only put a deposit down if at one place and really then know what your other options are, right? So there's different types of living situations in this in the senior living. So you have these things called the CCRCs, which are continuing life care communities, where you you go there to age in place. You're going right. to come in independent, and you if if your health would to change over time or you would need more care you're going to have a guaranteed place. Right. Right. And there is that there's a bigger financial um, implication there because you're putting a buy-in in and then you are paying a monthly rent on top of that, right? right. But you're going to have a space you're going to have a space to live. And then you have the communities that are just like month to month. So you are it's basically paying month to month rent and you have to give a 30-day notice if you need to leave. Right. Because things change. Right. So I, I don't think I would say to somebody, go just go start putting a thousand here, two thousand here, five thousand here. I would be strategic about, okay, this is where I really think I would like to go, but I know that things could change and I'm willing to keep my options open. Right. And the okay, sooner you start that. planning for something like that, the more flexible your options are. Like yeah. worst case you start planning early. Worst case I'd say the worst case is you, you get into the place that you're on a wait list for. Best case, you don't end up having to go. Yeah. Right? So, but at least you planned for it and you're not... No, worst case, you lose all your money. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of different worst yeah. cases. Yeah. But, I mean, ideally, you know, you planned early enough, you, you're not forced. I'm, I'm sure you deal with it very often where people come to you and it's like, I need something now. Yeah. Right. So, so what do you do there? And, and there's no place. So... There's, there's not many times that will come up, there's no place. Yeah. It's basically about options. Right, so if you are going to wait until the house is burning and the fl the flames are high in the sky, and you could be limited on funds and you are going to be restricted on location, then yeah, it's going it could it could be challenging, right? But if you are open to it's really if you're open to more of a geographical location of where you want to put your loved one, then you're, you're going to have more flexibility. There's not many times, I mean, unless you want a certain community, right? Then that's something you have to be able to want to plan for. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, you see enough of that because people don't plan. They just wait it out, wait it out. Because, you know, the other thing that you really, in most cases, I find that it's the dementia. It, 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 and that's what my experience has been, is the dementia finally gets to be mm -hmm. too bad. Yeah. That the kids say, hey, you know what? And the other problem with it is as you, and again, this is, I, I don't know medically, so trust mm -hmm. me, I don't know medically, but my understanding is that as people get the dementia, they tend to be get a little more ornery and stubborn and angry, and we're experiencing it at home right now. And it, 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 it's tougher for them to go, which delays, I sorry, you were eating up our, our lead time. Yeah, so as the, you know, as, and again, I'm not a dementia expert. We are, my team is certified in dementia, you know, um, practitioners, but as the dementia progresses, yes, it gets hard, it can get harder to manage and the transition and the change can get harder to manage. Um, dementia care is incredibly expensive. Yes. It, it, just across the board, it's incredibly expensive because it's really about 24-hour um, care almost, right? right. Um, eyes and ears. Bottom line, though, it's about safety. Right, so, that was the other thing I was going to say, you know, sure. So if you have, let's say you have somebody who's like a flight risk, mm -hmm. right? Like wondering, we'll leave the house. like that, that, And they, they could be living on their own. That's an issue. Like they could, be, they could end up on 76 or 422 walking by themselves and not knowing where they are. Or end up at a Wawa and not know how they got there, right? Right. Like, so in instances maybe where families are starting to experience that, but they're trying to, you know, get all their ducks in a row and figure out the finances and figure out the right community. And, you know, if I have this amount of money and it will last for this long, you know, when, when, when would I have maybe have to change to another facility because of Medicaid, right? There's a lot to think of. There's, I always talk about like risk mitigation, like what can you do to, you know, reduce the risk even if someone does live with you, you know? ring cameras in your house, right? So you can mm -hmm. kind of have that like view of what they're doing. Um, if they're living on their own and they have a stove, a lot of people are like, oh, well, they don't cook. They don't cook today. Right. They're, they could cook tomorrow. What if they forgot to live, leave that stove top on, right? right. Um, you know, just home care, right? Home care, it, we work with a lot of home care companies and that can be for they can be for a long time, or it can be a slight on slight like band aid approach, right? Which can get you those eyes and ears on the ground while you're at work or something, to be there for mom or dad or grandma or forever, right? So that's another risk mitigation factor, right? You can OTPT speech therapy, bringing that into the house, you know. So you can, there's ways to get eyes and ears in the house as you're looking to transition to a community. You you reference your team. We kind of jumped right in. Yeah. Uh, tell me more about the company yep. that you work with yep. and your team. Yep. So really proud of my team. So this actually, um, Senior Living started out of Dallas about 20 years ago. We are not a franchise, um, but there's like pockets of us. So we started out of Dallas because our owner, Paul Markowitz, his mother unfortunately experienced um, early, on, early onset dementia. And at the time he had worked with the company and he was like, I just think I can do this better. And he came up with this approach to really guide people through the senior living process and, you know, be, be your resource, be your eyes and your ears to these communities and to really, you know, hold your hand from beginning to end, the end and, and beyond. Just because we place somebody there doesn't mean we're done. Right. We, we are a lot of the time still talking to the family members and checking in. So 
my the the owner of mine, Senior Living Philly, Lori Bernstein, I've personally known for 28 years. I actually used to be the nanny of her kids, her babysitter. Mm -hmm. So she's like my second mom. And she had been asking me for years to come work with her. She's like, you have your master's in social work. I, I just think this would be a really good fit for you. So I, I came onto the team. So it's myself who has another master's in social work. I have another um, partner. Her name is Mindy Mozenter. She has spent almost her entire career in the senior care space in any in home health, hospitals, hospice work. I mean, she is just a wealth of information. You give her a scenario and she will tell you what road to turn down real quick. Uh, we have another woman named Desi Boston who I've actually known for 10 years and she's been working with Lori almost um, with the inception of this um, company about five years ago. So it's, f and then we have a nurse that we just brought in, Ellen Donovan. So we have this, you know, nice nurse medical perspective. So even though you're like, I would be your single point of contact, I'm still using my team to bounce my clients off of and make sure that I'm, you know, helping them make the right decisions, guiding them towards the right thing or finding them the right resources. So we do talk about our, our client cases actively every single week. That's good. So how long have you been with the company? So I just started this past August. Oh, wow, yeah, okay. I'm like, I'm you're no, a rookie. Yeah, I'm a rookie. <laughs> I'm a rookie, but I work with a very seasoned team. Well, and you, you're just absolutely passionate about it, and yeah. that's one of the most important components. Um, we got to take a break. Yep. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be with, back with you in just a few moments, and we'll pick up from where we left off. Do you keep up regularly with your investments? Where exactly are your hard-earned dollars going? Are you financially prepared for an emergency? I'm Mike Menninger, founder of Menninger & Associates Financial Planning. We believe that education and knowledge are powerful, and we want our clients to understand why we are making the recommendations that we make. It's your money, and you deserve to know where it's going, because it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. So call us today to discuss. Welcome back to Financial Planning Explained, and I'm your host, Mike Menninger, Certified Financial Planner, and I'm happy to be here with Rachel Packer. I'm also here with uh, one of my associates, uh, Kyle Ryan. Um, but anyway, uh, Rachel works with uh, senior living specialists, and uh, we talked about a lot of different things. I mean, this is, this is working with seniors transitioning into assisted living nursing homes. That's the, the words that people don't like to hear. but. Um, during this last segment, want to talk a little bit about how you guys are compensated, how you or your firm is compensated. Mm -hmm. Maybe talk about a couple examples of my thoughts of my experience, which isn't a lot in this particular realm. And I understand that the two of you just came across a situation. So uh, why don't you start talking about what just came up? Mm -hmm. um, I can kind of jump in a little bit. Yep. As I think one of the similarities in our profession is that it's very personalized. It's not, mm -hmm. you know, you're not talking about stuff that is not emotional. These are very emotional decisions that can impact your life in various ways. So I think, you know, you do that and we do that in our own way too. You know, we're not just here to tell you the black and white financial planning that matters to you. We want to get to know you. We want to get to know you as a person, what you're, what you're, you know, what you're into, what you're interested in, what your hobbies are, because from there, you know, you get to know someone and especially as you work with someone over the years, you notice changes in their health and their behavior and their mental space. So recently, I had a family I was working with where the mother, you know, over the course of a couple months was beginning to, it seemed like, not she wasn't experiencing dementia, but, you know, forgetting a, a, an appointment here, forgetting a phone call, not bringing a document. It's little things that we have the ability to notice after developing a relationship with someone that something's not right. And now might be the time to start planning for it. 
So I had a client who was experiencing this. I reached out to Rachel and kind of told her what was going on. And um, already, you know, you've already been able to talk with them, as I understand. Yeah, so I first of all, I think it's amazing that you were able to pick up on that because I don't know if family members are always want to acknowledge those little cues in the beginning, right? It's like, mm. oh, I'm getting old, I'm getting forgetful. Like, not, not, not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think that this particular family kind of knew that this was, was going on yeah. and they're getting some, some more testing. But yeah, so it was wonderful. You know, you reached out to me and you basically said, hey, when the client's ready, they're gonna get in contact with you. And they reached out and, the, you know, the first conversation is like, hey, this is this is what I do. I you know I am I am your advocate. I am your advocate for you and for your family member, and I will be there the entire way. You're gonna the only computer computerized thing you will get from me is just options of communities because I'll do research for you, and I'll send you three four communities for you to look at. Once you get those, we'll talk about then we'll talk about those communities. We'll see you know which ones do you like that's based on you know, price, location, care level, you know, activity, you know, it, there's many different facets. And then we'll whittle it down to the ones that you want to go tour. And that's usually based on the ones that you think that you can afford, you know, afford within your financial box. And then I can go with you on those tours. You can go by yourself. You know, it really depends on how people want to use me. Some people are like yeah. super self-sufficient. And they say, you know, I just want to tour by myself and come back to you, ask the questions and you'd be a sounding board, great. Or some people, you know, they want me to be there and they want me to hold their hand, so great. So then they're gonna come back, they're gonna say, hey, we like this community, you know, we feel comfortable in this price range. Um, and we'll, you know, if, if, if the price can be sticky, you know, we can help negotiate some things because we could maybe negotiate down the community fee, we could maybe try to negotiate, you know, around levels of care. So we can work with the community to maybe try to help you massage the numbers to fit within your financial box. Yeah. But more importantly, in a relationship like this, which is great, so if I know you're working with a financial advisor, I, you know, I said to this client, I said, hey, I'm gonna give you these options. Once you and your brother have decided you wanna look at these three or four, I would go back to Kyle and I would say, hey Kyle, here is what the cost looks like on paper. Because the cost on paper and then the cost in real life, two different things, right? <laughs> Explain that. Well, it just means like. I mean, I know it yeah, in our yeah, world, yeah, yeah. trust so me, you have, but so in your you have, world. So let's, let, let's go into like the assisted memory, right? So let's say you're going into assisted living, right? You're gonna have your base, your base cost, which is your apartment living, your meals, you know, the electric, the cable, the cleaning, all that, whatever. Yeah, right, right. And every community kind of differs on what that base price includes, okay. but it's gonna, always include the meals, the, the, the place to live, and the activities, right? And then you have this thing called levels of care. So each community has a level of care. It could be like one through four. And depending on what type of care you have, they're going to either put a point system to that, that that equates to a cost, or they're going to have a straight up cost. So like level one is typically like med management, right? So if you need help, like, you know, getting your meds together every single week and getting them administered, like that's, that's level one. A level four could be like a full on like, you know, help dressing, grooming, bathing, toilet, you know, transferring, right? So like the more care you need, the cost can go up. Of course, up, right? of course. So I had said to Kyle, I said, hey, once you, once you get this, you know, let, this particular client could potentially actually go into assisted living first before she went into a full memory care um, community or part of the memory care of that community. It, it, and again, it depends, it depends on the client, right? But you know, if she's not a flight risk or 
you know, she's in the, the middle ground and can still, you know, be independent. You know, you, she might be able to go into that system, which can yeah. preserve funds for you for a while. Knowing that, you know, dementia, dementia does progress and there's different types of dementia and everyone's affected by it differently that they will potentially have to probably go into a memory care type of setting. Your care, your care and the overall cost is going to increase. Of course. Okay. So, hey, Kyle, here's what it could look like now. But we know that it could progress, and what could that look like for the family from three to five years? Yeah. And what can they realistically afford if they're trying to keep mom, grandma, whoever in a community, which is what we work in private pay. So th th these communities don't accept the Medicaid. Right. Right, so it's all private pay dollars. So if yeah. you want to keep your loved one into a private pay community for as long as you can, what does that look like and how long is that money going to last? You play such a pivotal role because, again, it's it's really emotional. It's not the step that people want to take, even though that they know they might have to. Mm -hmm. By you being there to bridge the gap, it makes it such a more approachable experience, mm -hmm. I'd say, because, you know, even beginning that process, I'd imagine, can be so daunting and challenging that you might, a lot of people might not begin until, again, it's too late. They so, don't want to. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's the emotional piece. They don't want to. All you ever hear people, I don't ever want to go into a nursing home. So there, and I want to say there's two sides to this a little bit. So in the, in the realm of, you know, aging parents whose health is deteriorating, it's, it's just tough, right? It's like, here I was my whole entire life, like I was the one, right? I was the one that everybody needed. I was the one you made decisions for. And all of a sudden I have people making decisions around me because really it's about, bottom line, health and safety, right? And that's what it's about, right? But I, in, those, in those instances where it's tough to have those conversations, that's where I say, bring me in. Let me, quote unquote, be your scapegoat to a degree. Like, use <laughs> me, because not that I'll never see you again, but I'm not family. Like, I, right. I can take the emotion, right? Like, I can take the emotion, and then that's, that's the emotion I can let go at the end of the day, right? Like, my kid's emotion, I can't. My client's emotion, <laughs> like, you know, eventually, I, that, that's gonna go, but you're gonna always have that, right? Yeah. And a lot of the times I'll say to people like, you know, once you get mom or dad or whoever situated into a community, you actually get to get back to that parent-child relationship again too. Like, cause there's so much stress and caring for that individual at home, right. right? And then there's so much oversight that like, a lot of it gets slipped around and you almost don't get to enjoy each other. Yeah, and it's almost, you could sense a level of stress, almost aggravation. Yeah, people you know. get very aggravated. Right. Yeah. But. I also want to talk about the, there is a joy to this. So, you know, some people want to go into senior living communities, right? They, or this, like, because some of these places are like cruise ships on land, I call it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, I'm not, you know, and, you know, and if you do have, you know, the proper financing and you could go in and you can just go live your life, like, it can be a wonderful quality of life for someone that you love and they can still leave and go to Florida and go on their trips. They can, some people live in a community in the winter or live in the community in the summer and they go to Florida. You know, it just, like there is flexibility in this model. It's not like, oh, I'm going in here, I'm stuck forever. Yeah, right. right. You, it, it is, there is, there is a part of it that it's a quality of life. There's a part of it that is about preserving health and there's a part of it that is about, you know, health and safety and well-being, right? So it really is a continuum of where people fall on that. And it's really about shifting your mindset anymore. I feel like there was this mindset of like, my kids are gonna stick me somewhere. Yep. It's, when, 
the, the places that I work with, we don't stick people places. We, we are putting people in there to preserve a quality of life. So funny you say that. Um, there's, I've had a few cases that people, when I say I've had a few cases, almost every single case that I've had, which is a few, that once they went into assisted living, they actually, their quality of life went up. First of all, they're getting three square meals a day, which they really weren't taking good care of themselves before. Um, they're meeting and hanging out with people. And, and all of a sudden, they're just, they, they became vibrant and healthier. So what did so, I say at the beginning of this episode? The most, if you look at the research, the, the, if you do the research, 65 plus is connection. Right? right. So I, I, when I hear grandma sitting there all day watching the Mario Povich show, I don't know if that's on anymore, but you know what I'm saying, or watching something, <laughs> like that, that, that saddens me. Where like if grandma has the funds, or if we can get grandma, you know, if we can get grandma somewhere, like you, grandma can be painting, playing yeah. cards, right. socializing, Bridge, right? right? Exactly. Like, and some people were like, oh, they were never like that. They never needed to socialize before. I said, but. People change. Like we like just because grandma's not doing it today doesn't mean grandma might not do it tomorrow. Like you sometimes given the opportunity to be, you know, have, you know, almost like constant engagement, that can give a person room to flourish. Sure. And, and stay healthier. Yeah. So we're down to the wrapping up, but yep. before I, I really wanna get like, how are you paid? Yep. Because yep. that's an important question that yep. people have got to be asking right yep. now. How is you? How yep. are you paid? So to my client, it is an absolutely complimentary service. Okay. So it costs nothing to use me. I'm not a guardian angel. People are always like, "What's the catch?" We get paid by the community in which we place the individual or our couple. Um, we have where we are located. So we're located in the Greater Philadelphia area. We have nine We have 95% of the contracts with the communities in the five Philadelphia counties, parts of South Jersey, parts of Lancaster, and parts of Harrisburg. So we have really extensive relationships with the communities throughout the greater Philadelphia area. Um, we don't have an alliance one community over another. It's really about, you know, best fit for our client at the best place. Perfect, perfect. I, I love that. Consulting, do what's best for the client. Yep. It's called fiduciary, right? I've yep. heard that word before. Yeah, yeah. your client's gonna win out every time by I, using yep. someone like and, that. And I think that's great because, you know, different types of services, some are included because it's paid by the facilities like yourself and others are not. So if we could to wrap up, I'd like you to take a moment, look into the camera, mm -hmm. tell people how they can get a hold of you yep. and they should be able to put up a slide yep. showing your contact information. Yep. No problem. So we have a website, it's called seniorlivingspecialistphilly.com. You can also get a hold of me on my cell phone number at 717-623-6779 or my email up there is rachel at seniorlivingphilly.com we are happy to help you. And we're just there really, we can answer your questions if you're not sure. Perfect. Rachel, thank you very much. This welcome. was- Thank you, thanks uh, for having me. I've wanted to have, so well, actually, my next guest is someone I've wanted to have for a <laughs> long time. But I met you the first time. You were absolutely terrific. I love your approach. I think the value that you bring to an aging population the baby boomers are getting up there now in age. The, what the baby boomers are now 76 years old. Mm -hmm. And that's getting to be the age that we're dealing with this. Um, you help us by enlightening things that we can do to help our clients. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much for okay. taking the time today. 
Thank you too, Kyle, for being on. Of course. Glad you were able to work out yep. one of your things. So yep. Yep. Um, I, I thank you for joining us. I hope everybody got a little bit of something out of uh, today. And I would encourage you to reach out to Rachel and her company uh, if you feel as though there would be something that could be beneficial to you or a loved one or family member. So thank you for joining us. I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you.